0: Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about The Martian? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the watchers of movies.
1: <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> hey. So I watched this crazy ass movie mm. called Compliance oh. <laughs> and uh, you said that you looked it up, right? I did. I, lo- I just read like the Google synopsis. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it's an insane movie and it came out in, like 2012. So I don't feel bad about spoiling it. I don't feel bad about spoiling anything. <laughs> yes, I, I only really Rosebud feel bad if it's a like slut. a really recent movie. You know. know what I mean? If people are listening to this, they, they forfeit the right. That's true. That's true. It is a spoiler. It is not a spoiler-free podcast. Uh, so it's about this these people that work at a fast food restaurant. And a guy calls, and he's, he's claiming to be a police officer. And he says, one of your girls, uh, Becky... Had a, or I'm here with a victim who says that one of the girls there had stolen money from her, and and they're like, okay, well, what can we do about this? So he's like, well, the first thing I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have her, you look through her pockets. I'm going to have you look through her purse. And they're like, okay, not a problem. And it starts to escalate. It, it pretty much. So they like eventually get to the point where this girl's like totally naked and they're like you have to search through her underwear and her bra and at no point in time (laughs) does anyone go i don't think this is right i don't think this is not a cop you know what i mean
0: i feel like i would think that as soon as he said i need you to search her pockets i would be like if you want me to search your pockets, you have to pay me a cop salary because I am not gonna do that. <laughs> right? Like I'd be like, okay, search am your purse, I being search pockets. Right? Sure. No, not sure. You could.
1: You never can. You can't just search people's
0: things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just because somebody on
1: a phone asks you to. That's very true. That's very. I think. I man, it gets so much worse. But I, I personally would have been bought to the point where I would have been like. You can come down here. Right. You can show us your credentials and then you can do whatever you need to do to make sure that this is fixed or whatever, you know? Uh is so it based on a true story or yeah, something? It's based I was on gonna a true say story. it's two
0: bonkers to be made up. It's That's,
1: I mean it's insane. So it gets so much worse too. And like so this poor girl and incidentally she's the same girl that is in um don't trust the b in apartment 23 she's like the main character (laughs) uh the woman who runs the restaurant gets her like boyfriend to come in and like watch over becky you know and the police officer is talking to him on the phone and he's like so what i'm gonna have her do is i'm gonna have you tell her to bend over and grab her ankles and call you sir and like then you can see if anything falls out of her. Like, they're saying that she, like, shoved this money, like, up her vagina or her ass or something. What is this guy getting out of this? I mean, it can't be... I think I it's mean, just like, for fun. Like, you can see for him, like... fun? Yeah, like, he's talking on the phone. You can see him laughing. Like, you can see him, like, Jeez. trying to, like, stop laughing like, covering his mouth and everything. And, and, um, and... And so, he's talking to the boyfriend, and he goes... And the guy's probably, like, in his 50s or 60s or something. So, he's definitely, like... He's been around, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the boyfriend. And... Um, And there's this other kid that's there, and the police officer had asked him the same thing, like, you need to search her, and the guy was like, no, no, and I was like, good, good for you, the only kid that has any fucking sense in this entire place, so the police officer says to the boyfriend, he says, okay, so uh, because she didn't call you sir, I'm gonna have you spank her, and then she's gonna do something nice for you so he These spanks her are moronic I fucking know <laughs> he spanks her and then she gives him a blowjob so she was raped by this guy wait essentially. a second how did she get coerced like <sighs> right I know I would've been like n- this feels like I don't know like <laughs> I know I, I told my friend Shadow about it
0: I feel like they took a lot of liberties in the real they story they might have
1: but I don't know I think that the real story was pretty traumatizing
0: In the real story, a woman said, oh, there's a cop on the phone. He's telling an
1: old man to tell me to give him a blowjob and she did it. I don't I don't know the real story. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I just I'm just telling you what I saw in the movie. So I'm assuming so. But so, yeah, so she gave him a blowjob and then they had like. So, this is over the course of like an hour and like 15 minutes or whatever. It
0: escalated to blowjob in an hour? Like I'm saying in the movie.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's probably been several hours. So, this dude, this dude who works there comes back and he's like, he's like a grizzled older guy and he walks in there and they're like, you need to watch over Becky because we think she stole something. And he's like, what? He's like, there's a cop on the phone and he's just like listening to what they're telling him what happened. And they, none of them like know except for the two. And the police officer that the blowjob had happened until like later, you know, like until it's revealed. So anyway, so this guy, this grizzled dude, he's like, this shit isn't right. This is not a police officer. This is a scam. And I was like, I'm like, it fucking escalated to rape before someone went, huh, I don't think this shit is right. And well, I, was like, I, I assume that the guy who got a blowjob is just a pervert. He obviously <laughs> had to know that that wasn't part of police
0: procedure. I,
1: he, I know. And, like, you see him later, like, leaving, and he's calling his friend, and he's like, I did something bad. And I'm like, yeah, this, you should be in fucking prison for that, because you're a rapist. These people sound like morons. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't... Well, have- and also, like, he's a rapist, pretty much. I mean, I don't care... You are not coerced into raping someone in that situation. That is what? the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, you you have the autonomy to say no. It's on the phone, man. Come on, just hang up the fucking phone. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to read about the true story to even get on board with one
0: second of believing that real people could take it that far. I know.
1: Because I know that people
0: will take things far because... You know people are stupid obviously january 6th is proof of that but like yeah something like that seems so egregiously stupid to me that anybody would fall for it let alone <sighs> multiple people and it would take somebody else coming in to be like hey you, you know cops don't just call you and have them you know that's i mean as soon as a cop a quote-unquote cop said she has to give you a blow job like then you're not Tricked by. It. You're a pervert.
1: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm wondering, should we but look at this see the original know story? She unless she's
0: like, what, was she like 15? She was like 19. I could see if it was like a 12 year old, you know, but. Ooh, there's a 2020
1: episode on it. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's see. Um, So. She was 18. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was humiliated, forced to strip, and then perform a sexual act in the back office during her workday, and this was on ABC News. Wow. Yeah. So it did happen. Hmm. Anyway. um, The assistant manager was played by this woman named Ann Dowd. And um, you haven't seen The Handsmaid's Tale, have you? Okay, first of all, I've watched maybe, like, three episodes, and each episode had, and I've, like, and they've been, like, really scattered, because I was watching with my sister and my mom, and they'd be like, oh, we're going to watch it, and I'm like, okay, I'll just stick around, whatever. Each episode, even though I had not even known what was happening in the previous, but it's, you you can, like, put it together pretty easily, each episode was very, like, affected me in a really profound way. It's a very intense show, and one, I was just straight up, like, sobbing, because it was so sad, but... She plays this woman who is um, kind of like the, like the mother superior, I don't even know if you'd really call it the mother of these girls, so she's basically like sending these girls out to get pregnant, and one of them uh, goes against her, and she's like, no, I'm not going to do that, and they ended up like gouging out her eyeball. Jeez. Yeah, it's really, she's like an awful awful character in that show and i actually didn't even recognize her initially but i like i had to look her up and i was like shit i'm like that's the fucking bitch from (laughs) from the Handsmaid Tale." it was a crazy ass movie yeah that is pretty crazy yeah and a true story too yeah i anyway so um i would recommend it (laughs) though actually it's pretty good it's it will definitely uh it will definitely make you go, "What is wrong with these people?" Because I so I recommend it to my friend Shadow, and he's the one that you know we always recommend the fucked up movies to each other, and we're going back and forth, and we're like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I mean, who lets it escalate to this? Who uh, who lets it? You know? And you're right. I think at that point, the guy's just a fucking pervert. He's a rapist. I think he's a pervert way before then. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah. he knew what he was... Doing. I mean, I have no... Oh. You know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Like, y- you are old enough to know that this is a situation. Even if you're not old enough, if you're, like, 18 or something, you still know that this not... This isn't right, you know? It's like, there's got to be something... Even if you think, like, oh, well, the police officer is, like, the ultimate authority, which, by the way, they are not. <laughs> so, let's remind ourselves that police officers are just human beings. Um... And I, I've probably talked about this a lot, but I don't have a lot of great feelings towards the police. I think that there, there's a lot of issues there. Anyway, um, <clears throat> like, even if you know that they're like the ultimate authority, you still don't force someone to do that to you, you know? Like, I don't care, I what, forced, I don't care what authority
0: a policeman has. They have no jurisdiction over the phone to tell me to be a police officer for them. So they can be... The president himself can call me and tell me to to strip search somebody and I'll be like, do it yourself.
1: (laughs) I'd be like, come down. Show me your credentials. I am not
0: your servant. I am not your employee. I am... You know, like, yeah. I don't care who tells me to do it. It's I know. It's not,
1: like... I know, and so this guy was just on the phone with him the entire... He's, like, making dinner. He's, like, at his house. He's just, like, doing work. Like, yeah. It's such a piece of shit. So, yeah. I think the people who did it are a piece of shit. He's just having a prank, having some fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're all kind of <laughs> shitty. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, that was the movie. And then I watched another one called Trust, and that was... It was okay. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. It was with Victoria Justice um, from that show, So Victorious, <laughs> which I used to watch. It was like on Nickelodeon. And um, and Matthew Dario. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, He's the one that I sent you the picture of, and I said he's super handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was okay. It was very, like, um, these two people, two young people who are married, and they're, like, then he, like, has an affair with someone. So, anyway... <laughs> classic classic yeah no it's with part of the cast from uh Shadow Hunters so it's kind of like i was like okay like nickelodeon and shadow hunters i don't know how great this is going to be <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? but i actually i mean i enjoyed it for what it was you know so yeah yeah have you watched any recent new movies or old movies or whatever anything you'd like to share with the class <laughs>
0: Um, what have I watched recently? <laughs> Mike and I watched. So, Mike and I have been trying to go through the Marvel movies again. And we've been stalled at Doctor Strange for like probably four months because neither of us want to rewatch it. I hated that movie. So, we finally rewatched yeah. Doctor Strange. But then the ultimate stomach punch. What's after Doctor Strange? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> so, it's like. <laughs> we you don't want to watch
1: guardians of we should have just watched
0: them both on the same day just to get them out of the way <laughs> i thought the second one was like just kind of long and i don't know i'm just i'm like i really like some marvel movies and other marvel movies i really liked as i was watching them the first time but then they're not something that i just want to like rewatch casually yeah and so um guardians of the galaxy 2 and dr strange are definitely in that I
1: did not like Doctor Strange at no, all. Doctor I remember Strange leaving the theater and being like, that was dumb. <laughs> like he, <laughs> had, It was like, take Eddie Munson's character arc, and I'm using Bunny ears <laughs> here because fuck that fucking shit. That was a dumbass character arc. And put that on Doctor Strange, and I would be happy. What? Just kill him
0: off. I just want to say. Just kill him you off. Went a
1: really fo- like, oh, you I went a around shit about the like Strange.
0: six times before I realized <laughs> what you were getting at.
1: I would say, well, because, like, Doctor Strange did not really have a character arc either, where you're like, oh, he's a good guy now. Like, he just, so he, what, goes, like, he ruins his hands, then he goes up to some mountaintop and learns magic, like, oh, me <laughs> just, I just don't think he's redeemable, you know? Like, write a better redemption arc, and I'll maybe be more into him, but it, he, to me, he didn't have one at all. And... That's why I say the people that wrote the Eddie Munson death and the people that wrote Dr. Strange have to get together, and they'll call it Dr. Stranger Things. It's the crossover we didn't know we needed. And we never wanted. Please do not do that. You'd have to travel back to the 80s. Mm. One at a time. What a time! What a time! What a time! Were you were you born the, the year that um, when Reagan was president? Fun fact: I was born on the day that Reagan got elected. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. My
0: mom couldn't vote because she, she was giving
1: birth to me. Oh. <laughs> I was like legally, I thought that was like way earlier. She's an an illegal alien. Yeah, no, no. I I meant like when like when women when children earn the right to vote. I meant when women earn the.
0: Oh, you think my mom was born in 1900?
1: (laughs) No, I just like that's why I was like I thought that happened way earlier. (laughs) I have these. Okay, that was like a ditzy moment there.
0: Yeah, women just recently earned the right to vote. <laughs> hey, in, in
1: 1985, <laughs> so I missed it by that much, I guess. Um, that was interesting. Also, you were born on the same day that that uh, King Charles II of Spain was born. Mm. Mm-hmm yes habsby birthday <laughs> what's the why why'd you ask
0: specifically if i was born when i was reagan curious was, oh okay i, I thought there was a
1: story that no 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 that's no. it i was just
0: curious so i'm always curious like so in your head it's possible that i was born in like 1989 you were
1: because <laughs> i'm just wondering if you were like i don't know when reagan was oh <laughs> okay so he was born in, in an 85 84 84 okay mm-hmm. okay so yeah um yeah so i didn't
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i was just wondering what happened like, i don't know there's like your motivation
1: okay that's there's cool, no motivation. That's cool. just curiosity listen let's not fight okay <laughs> let's not <laughs> i was i was about to bring out my claws i was like <laughs> uh, yeah and you were born in 1987 1987 yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the same year that stuff happened <laughs> I don't know what happened in '87. Probably something good. Probably I or think. something bad. Probably both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you want to talk about the movie? Let's do it. All right. So, I can give a little synopsis because you always forget. So, uh, The Martian is about a guy. Uh, well, it's about a, a group of people astronauts that are on a mission to Mars, and they have a huge storm, and they're sp- they leave like was it like seven days earlier than they're supposed to, or something like a no, week earlier. I think they
0: leave like two weeks, like a ha- like. They left on like Sol 18, which is like the 18th day. And I think that the hab he said, was made to last like 31 days or something. So they left halfway through their mission.
1: (laughs) They leave uh, a couple weeks early. They leave way earlier than they're supposed to, but it's also because there's a massive storm. And one of the guys named Mark gets hit by flying debris and they think he's dead. So they leave, understandably. Um, And they're heading back home and eventually someone... I think it was Mackenzie Davis' character, right? Let's see. Mindy Park? Mindy Park, yeah. So she figures out that he's still alive, right? Is it her that figures it out? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they figure out that he's still alive and so they're trying to get communication with him and I think it was really stupid that they didn't tell the crew right away that their friend was alive. Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really understand the motivation behind that anyway so uh and there, uh, so basically nasa is trying to work together to get mark watney back to earth and that's the story yeah and eventually he gets back <laughs> yay so so this um this movie is a little special for us <laughs> right Because we were on vacation and we watched it together for the first time. So this was kind of like, I don't know. It was kind of fun. We saw it at the Arclight in. uh, Oh, you remember the name of the. The Arclight in. uh, What was Mm, it called? Potomac. Bethesda? Bethesda, Maryland? Yeah, I think it
0: was probably Bethesda. Yeah, because I remember. Well, I remember because I always heard the Arclight was like a big whoop and uh-huh. it was just like a normal theater so i was like what? what was everybody talking about
1: but i remember that you were like really excited and then we get there and you're like oh this is a normal <laughs> movie theater is
0: what i remember thinking but it was still really fun it was in a mall we went to the cheesecake aunt- factory yeah yeah and, and we also
1: uh, we went on vacation we also watched the intern oh yeah we went to the <laughs> yeah. same
0: theater and we saw yeah. two movies <laughs> uh, and i remember your your uncle we stayed at your aunt and uncle's house and your uncle seemed very intimidating to me but then he's, when we no when we got yeah. back from seeing The Martian, he was coming home at the same time and he was like, "What, what were you guys up to?" And we're like, "Oh, I we went to the mall and we saw The Martian." And he like opened up. He was like, "Oh, man, that's the state of the art theater and that's this." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, he's not so
1: intimidating." No, he's <laughs> so, no. Yeah. He's uh he's just kind of quiet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Qu- I don't know if quiet's the word. It's um I don't know, just quiet, I guess, yeah. Quiet works. Quiet works.
0: Anyway, yeah, so that was
1: fun. It was fun, it was fun, so it was kind of, it was kind of fun to, uh, to, because I haven't seen this movie since, so this is... Oh, really? Yeah, this is the first time I've I've seen it in, like, what, seven years, so... I've watched it multiple times. Yeah, so this was kind of like, I remembered a lot of it, though, so, um, but I... It was like more complicated than I remember it being, which isn't really surprising. But, um, yeah, so anyway, we want do you like the movie? I'm assuming? Yeah, every time i
0: I've watched it multiple times, and every time I watch it, I think, is the Martian my favorite movie? Like it's, <laughs> it is a perfect movie. Uh-huh. And I've only said that about little not little bit. I've only said that, and I've only said that about ever after. yes. So Ever After and The Martian might be perfect movies, I think. I love The Martian. It's Um, pretty great. It's like the funnest movie on the planet while you're watching it. And the most intense movie and the most beautiful movie and the most well-acted movie. There's just so much good about it. They did so many things right. Uh, I love it and um, so I'll probably ride the Martian wave for a couple weeks and I'll be like maybe the Martian is my favorite you know and then I'll settle down and it'll just stay in the mix of like you know my top few movies and Mm -hmm. and stuff but you love space movies I do love space movies and uh, it's it's just there's so much good about it I just really really love it so um, how about you what did you think
1: I like it Um, I liked it the first time I saw it I like it again when I watched it again Um, it I think it's. I think that you're you're pretty accurate. I think that it's a pretty perfect movie. And I I I texted you after and I said, "Man, Ridley Scott really knows how to make a movie." And purposely didn't respond. I
0: purposely didn't respond
1: because I was like. Lauren,
0: <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about movies <laughs> before we record.
1: <laughs> I know. But you're right. He is, I mean, he did Alien. He did, uh, like, uh, other stuff. Other stuff. I think he did Gladiator, <laughs> too. Gladiator. Yeah, that was a great one from what I remember. Um, I would like to see that movie again at some point, you know?
0: I Oh, I wanted to say that um, I did have a, I used to, used to have a, big problem with uh him cutting a hole in his suit yeah but i actually looked it up and it said that that was technically plausible is it so now that's why i can fully say it's a perfect movie because i was always held back by like he would have like exploded and evaporated because his suit is like touching the back like the space is like getting into a suit but it said online which as you know is always true and a <laughs> totally reliable source for any information right, right. it said that that was
1: it's very about that french model that i'm
0: dating <laughs> yeah so i forgive it yeah. and i can now just sit back and enjoy
1: okay yeah because i remember after we watch it i was like no mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like no um but i know so the guy that wrote it is andy Ware. And I've heard that he's very, um, he's very good about making things very accurate. So that's I think is pretty cool because, well, I think that that
0: isn't actually in the book. It's not him in the book? doing that is actually not in the book. That's what oh. that's what my small amount of research told me. But, oh, okay, but okay. you're right. You're not wrong. Like right. All the other stuff that he did, yeah, is like right pretty right. pretty so close it, was movie, it was movie
1: five for that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well like they always do uh <laughs> yeah i um i've only ever read one thing by andy weir and it was a short story and it was called the egg and it was pretty cool it was about like reincarnation and like afterlife and stuff like that and was, i would i would recommend it, it good <laughs> um i'm pretty sure it's by andy weir now i'm double i'm questioning myself but <laughs> whatever. And uh, I'm like 90% sure it is. You know? So there's that 10% that part of me is like, do you know for sure though? And I'm like, no, I
0: don't. <laughs> so. I will not be looking it up.
1: <laughs> okay. We had plenty of time to
0: look it up and I'm not doing
1: it. <laughs> not doing it. Um, so I, one of the things that I was thinking about as I was watching this movie is um, there's been studies on people that have been in solitary confinement in prison, and one of the things they say is about six months is about the longest amount of time that someone can be in solitary confinement without having any, like, long-term psychological effects. So this guy was alone for a lot longer than that. And I'm like... Yeah, like a year and a half. Yeah, and yeah. I I just, like, I can't imagine... I mean, this guy has i'm assuming he kept busy you know well did yeah. you watch the movie <laughs> yes i did okay so for we, a second i was concerned <laughs> no i know
0: i'm just I kidding i yeah it's, it's all in jest okay i'm ribbing you oh, come darling. on come on oh. we have fun we we have fun, have fun. <laughs> oh cheerio, oh, cheerio darling. What a, okay <laughs> please continue <laughs> no, we like, that's that's how we British it's our British <laughs> our British lady interlude it's when we just like get really chuffed and like keep
1: doing pleasantries back darling, and forth I'm absolutely chuffed yeah. yeah. I'm so droll <laughs> I used to think droll meant like boring yeah, but droll yeah, means like doc- exciting yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I just totally talked over everything you were saying. Like, I didn't give you any chance. I just was like, yeah, we've done it. No, yeah, no, okay. I know. We
1: talked about draw before, okay? <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> put it in the piggy bank and take it out later. I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I like that. Thank that's, you. That's now the show. Um, the show tagline is putty,
0: put it in the piggy bank, bank and take, take it, it out, out later.
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so he kept busy obviously but just because you keep busy doesn't take away the loneliness you know and i know it (laughs) yeah and i also could not stop thinking about holy so i have like a it's it's like a rule that like my stomach and brain made up (laughs) that i have about three like meals of one particular meal and then i can't have it anymore Like I get so sick of it, you know. And I even like today I had fajitas. I had chicken fajitas, and I had twice today because it was just like easy and just heat it up and put it in tortilla. This is compelling, (laughs) and I want to hear more (laughs) about your fajitas. But what I well, (laughs) Well, if you let me, you are you telling me you put them in tortillas? (laughs) You made the
0: the fixings. I and and put, put, put in the Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. I know. Do you want to know <laughs> more steps? <that> I, did? <laughs> I think I think I know where this is headed. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I had chicken pitas today twice today, and by the second time, I was like, I'm done. with that's chicken fajita. No, that's that <laughs> like, is I'm a like, thing. God. I did. I actually. That's a thing. I read an article a while ago about
0: the missions to Mars and how one of the things that they were studying was food boredom Mm -hmm. and how people get sick of the same food. Oh, yeah, totally. And so they had to find a way to have, like, diversity in their meals when they send people on this like ridiculously long mission oh yeah and yeah so it's it's true it's totally a thing oh yeah yeah
1: i mean he unless it's taco bell then i could eat it every meal I <laughs> love taco bell um <laughs> yeah i i mean he was eating potatoes every day and then he said that he ran out of ketchup and i was <laughs> like oh that's terrible because like at least with like ketchup you're kind of like okay yeah i'm not fully tasting the potato, I can pretend like it's Vicodin. something else. <laughs> and then he dipped it in. He dipped it in. Which, like, I get it. I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, I had read once about, I think it was Billy Bob Thornton. I, I want to say it was Billy Bob Thornton. And he had, like, gotten really sick because all he was eating was potatoes because he was super. This was, like, before he got famous. And he had to go to the hospital. And I was kept thinking that as I was watching this movie. Yeah. And so I was like, he's got no nutritional value other than like starch. You well, know, I think potatoes have some nutritional value. But I'm saying like he's yeah. not having but like he he's not having protein, he's not having, you know, fruits and other vegetables like he, you know, and he so he did definitely look malnourished at the yeah. at the end. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like his body was like all bruised and stuff. I mean, I wonder mm-hmm. if he was like I like I <laughs> I mean, like you would have to worry about, like, scurvy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. It's, I didn't even think about that until now. Well,
0: yeah. 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 But he had...
1: Who knows what kind of, like, fruits and stuff
0: he had. He did have grape juice, but I don't know. Yeah, but that's oh. a lot of sugar mixed in. Yeah. Mixing, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, and he... It's just like his his whole his body looked bruised and beaten up. He yeah. looked like he'd just been through a na- massive, you know, a nasty fight, mm-hmm. and definitely um, mineral deficient. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and I'm sure that as soon as he you know got to Earth, he probably was under like a slew of doctor tests because there's yeah. like there's no way that oh, NASA's is going to be like no, like you you have to stay here for a bit. We have to do tests on you because. You were at Mars for like a year and a half, and that's crazy. And literally, no one's ever done that. Which is it. I mean, talk about bragging rights, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my know? gosh.
0: There's like, I think the movie is brilliant in the video diaries that he does because Me too. they're so. They're so good at getting expo- exposition across. Like yeah. he would describe a lot of the science, and even though I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust it because right. you got this voiceover. But then at the end, when when they like when he's sitting in the the rover at the other MAV, and he's like, I know what they're doing. They keep telling me. They keep repeating the same phrase: "Fastest man in the world. You'll be tra- traveling as like the fastest. You'll be you'll be going the fastest that any man has ever gone." and you know like engineers they don't use the word fastest so i know that they're just trying to like reach me (laughs) and you know and they know that i'll like the sound of it and then he pauses and he's like and i do i do like the sound of it
1: (laughs) yeah fastest man ever
0: (laughs) i love i i love it i love it so much and there's this part where she would tell of four is like i can't believe we left him up there what is going through his head like what what could he possibly be going through up there all alone? And then it cuts to him and he's like, I'm definitely going to die up here <laughs> oh because God. the only music I can find is <laughs> Commander Lewis's disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like there's there's just enough humor in the movie right? and there's just en- it's just so well balanced
1: Like I like how he's listening to it he's like but I hate this yeah and
0: it's like the song is like turn the beat around and he's yeah. like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna turn I the beat around
1: refuse to turn the beat around okay yeah. no you can turn the beat around if you want but I'm staying right here in the same spot that beat is facing forward okay and
0: he's like and then when he runs out of ketchup he's like I'm gonna dip this potato in like it in because there's no one who can stop me and then I mean, he dips it in and then he takes a bite of it and then he says it's been seven days since i ran out of ketchup <laughs> oh, so it's God. like that's the real tragedy it's just matt damon like what a performance mm-hmm. it's the best i mean i've seen him in, in movie. i think he's a good actor i me like too. him but this i think was his best performance i think
1: I really, I think probably the best performance I've ever seen him in was uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. That one, I really, I was surprised at how much I liked that. And I had waited, like, waited a really long time to see it. And when I finally did watch it, I was like, now I can understand why this movie is as popular as it is. Because it's good. It's good. It's entertaining. But he's like a psycho in that. And Mm -hmm. I think he did really well in that. But, uh, um. I, <clears throat> let's see, um, yeah, so I do like that he was a botanist and, um, and everything like that, but that did also feel, like, a little too perfect, like, of course he's a botanist and he's, like, the only, you know what I mean? I don't know, maybe I'm just being, like, too critical or whatever but I guess I am a critic of movies so um, it, it, it's it's like oh of course well like he's a botanist so that works out you know
0: what I mean like I think I, I mean I hear what you're saying and I've definitely felt that about other movies but there's this quote that he says at the end when he's like teaching that class at NASA and he's like everything's gonna go wrong you're gonna face a problem where you're like this is it this is how I end but you just got to work the problem you solve this problem then you solve the next problem then you solve the next problem and if you solve enough problems maybe you can go home and i i like that he's a botanist because otherwise the movie would be called like the guy who died on mars you know so (laughs) that's
1: true yeah so
0: he has to have something like everything he has contributed to the factors of him staying alive so i liked that because it explained like It would be worse if he was like, I don't know how to do anything. I'm just a math guy. And then he figured out how to plant food to live on. You know, like that, I think, would have been worse.
1: Right. But I liked
0: that he was, he knew soil and he knew plants and he, you know, I He knew how to create water, too. Yeah. And that, like. Which (laughs) he, like, blew himself up. (laughs) I really like that. I like when he's, he's like he goes through this soliloquy like it's so well done where he's he's saying you know like fire in an oxygen rich environment is really dangerous nasa learned that a long time ago so (laughs) everything in everything nasa sent up with us is flame retardant except Martinez's personal effects and he holds up a wooden crucifix and he's like chopping little pieces off of it and he says like and I'm thinking that you're not going to mind. Like he's talking to Jesus because <laughs> yeah. there's like Jesus on on the crucifix. It's not just right. a cross. It's like yeah, blah. right, right, yeah. right, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's like, and I'm thinking you're not going to mind considering my present <laughs> circumstances. Yeah, I would help, yeah. And then he like blows himself up, and I love how he. So he sort of blows himself up, and then the very next scene is him, just sort of like creaky and dusty, like walking over to his video <laughs> log, and he's like, "So I blew myself up." <laughs> because i for- and then he said like cuz i forgot to take into account the oxygen that i'm exhaling like an idiot and i was like oh my gosh yes you're an idiot <laughs> like you didn't know the com- you didn't do the complex math to take into effect right. so um i just yeah i really liked his problem solving and how he explained it all to us but mm-hmm. he still he explained it in high terms like he didn't necessarily pander to us but it was matched with visuals, so even though I don't know the science, I was going along with it with him, and I think that that's
1: really smart. I like that, too. Um, There's, I also wanted to say, there's something else that he said that I started laughing at, because he's like, he says, so we're going to light up some hydrogen, and luckily, nothing in the history of the world (laughs) has ever gone wrong when lighting up hydrogen. (laughs) And I started laughing, and I was like, yeah, (laughs) definitely not the Hindenburg or anything, you know? Um, But I like that he said that, because he's just, you know... I did, too. I really, really (laughs) like that. Yeah. It was just so, like... It just sounds like something I would say where I'm like, well, nothing can go wrong because, as we know, history has shown us nothing will happen. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) but something might, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was good. Um, I like that, too, that he... uh, That, like, as you said, you know, he has the video diaries or whatever, so... Because I think that there are certain movies where um... Maybe they kind of like show the science without explaining it and so. People like you and I, who are not scientists, are going to be like, w- what? Yeah. And, like, you can't just do it without telling me. Right. Y- you know, and it was like, it's like Buffaloed, where she's like, is this all confusing? Let me tell you. And then yeah. she explains it. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, I understand now. Because, and I know, obviously, they're two different movies. But if I had continued I bet to watch... I she m- could have survived on Mars, though. <laughs> she was a fighter. She was a fighter. <laughs> uh, she was a little badass. A little badass felon. <laughs> <villain. laughs> um, and... Uh, but, like, if I had continued watching Buffalo without knowing anything about I would have been like, what, what's yeah. going on here? Like, you mm-hmm. need to explain more. Like, you can't just tell me, you know, whatever. Um, it reminds me of someone, I had, was, like, talking to someone online, this was, like, years and years ago, and I said, it's windy outside, and I was just texting, I was, like, typing, and they go, what do you mean? And I was like, how else am I supposed to explain what windy is? Like, it's windy. There's wind. There's wind moving. It's windy. <laughs> I don't know. That's just... Oh, I thought there was nothing else to (laughs) it. interesting. I wonder
0: what they were getting at. Did you ask them, what do you mean, what do I mean? I don't think so. And then they said, what do you mean, what do I mean, what
1: do you mean? (laughs) They know that we know that they know. (laughs) Um, I I think that he wasn't, like... I think it was a he. I think his name was Carmen, and we were not... I don't think we really liked each other, to be honest with you. But... uh, (laughs) yeah i so um i forgot how many people i like are in this movie yeah it's, like, was it's an like, awesome cast i was like what like i forgot i was like sean beans in this yeah. what and i swear i could listen to sean bean just talk he could like read me the dictionary and i'd be like yes this is very nice thank you <laughs> Okay, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> he does have a soothing voice. He's just got, like, such a nice he voice. He should do the Pure Michigan commercials. Oh, my god! <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, uh, I, had, I, mean, I had no idea that that was Tim Allen at all. And so I'm going to just tell you this, and this is probably not going to surprise you at all. But when I first initially started listening to those, I was like, wow, this guy's got kind of like a sexy voice. <laughs> and then I found out it was Tim Allen, and I was like, does Tim Allen have a sexy voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I think that's yeah. Uh, I think he's got a very nice voice. But um those pure Michigan commercials, every time I'd hear them I'd just be like, ah, Michigan sounds wonderful. <laughs> 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 you know? And I'm like, You've lived here your whole life. <laughs> did you like it? Yeah. Did you like
0: the cheeky moment in the boardroom when when uh Kristen Wigg is like oh, I can't remember what it's like. She's like, What is Code word Elrond, like secret meeting Elrond, <laughs> and Sean Bean was like, "It's it's from Lord of the Rings where they have a meeting to I, determine I got what so to do with the, the that, ring." That, I was yeah, like, and he was. I mean, that was that so next. cheeky. It was so cheeky. I, I still, I really liked it because it's like if you know, you know. Right. If you don't know, you're like one of five people maybe, but you know, but <laughs> right, right. I, I
1: really liked that. <laughs> I did too. I love. The scene where uh, Rich Purnell, who's played by Donald Glover, who I love, he um, is like trying to explain like what he want what he wants to do or what he wants them to do, and he he goes to to Jeff Daniels' character, and he's like, "I'm sorry, what's your name?" And he's like, "I'm Teddy, the director of NASA." <laughs> and he goes, "Cool. So I'm going to need you to hold this." And then he like takes a pen out of his pocket, like he's so. But I I like that he's not he wasn't like oh a figure of authority he was just like cool you know yeah, but i have I, something to tell you so sit i down wanted him up.
0: to be in it a lot more Me I, too. I think it's kind of weird that he like comes into the movie like almost more than halfway oh, through yeah. and he sort of saves the day and um that slingshot that he was talking about i did read online that that would have been like their like number one plan b like way oh. before he ever came into it apparently because like the slingshot thing is like was like a, a contingency plan for like the Apollo missions to like oh, okay. slingshot around the moon to get back home you know if they needed to right so I forgive it I don't mind but I didn't realize that that would like that what what he discovered wasn't actually like something really mind-blowing you know oh. like they, the slingshot yeah, I thing didn't is, either I thought but, I thought
1: that he like you know because he's sitting in like the um the room with all those servers like this freezing cold room you know and he and then it says like your math is accurate Mm um i thought that was really cool i did too all i could think of is man if (laughs) if these people were like trying to figure out how to get these people home i'm like if you're going to expect me to do math to get these people home they will certainly die like you think i'm joking (laughs) i'm not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they will die out there if you let me do this. I'm not kidding, please like do not I don't know. Yeah. I won't do math absolutely not. Listen, I' read I can barely subtract dividing, forget it, forget about it me <laughs> yeah, same
0: so in the movie, they um they don't wanna like tell the crew about this new plan- um mm-hmm. uh, because you know obviously there's like what like five other people and they want them to focus on the mission and, and mm-hmm. they also like they're, so they're sending up the other rocket with supplies to to go to Mars but if they take the Hermes which is like the, the craft that they took there like to Mars and back mm-hmm. if the crew stays in space and uses the slingshot and intercepts the like the supplies they can get to Mars faster than just the supply right. run Right, but the, Aries, the yeah. crew would be in orbit for like an extra geez it's like two years or something yeah or it was like i think it was a year less it was like, like 533 days <laughs> yeah, or something. Something so it was like, like a little that. bit less than two
1: years it was, it was so a while though
0: sean bean's character is like we should tell them the plan and let them decide but they're mm-hmm. like no but then sean bean like secretly gives them the plan for like the the slingshot and they write back to nasa missing mission control they're like rich Purnell is a steely-eyed missile man and that's like a thing that um i read it a while ago and it i think It was, it's like a NASA phrase. It's like... um, Steely-eyed missile man? Yeah, it's uh, within NASA. So I'm reading this on todayifoundout.com. And it says, within NASA, to be called a steely-eyed missile man is among the highest honors one can receive, indicating a unique ability to quickly and coolly solve complex problems under Uh enormous pressure. So it's not just a, a thing for the Martian. It's like a... A phrase. Oh that's cool. Yeah, that's, so cool. that's cool. And I believe that, that that phrase is said in Apollo thirteen as well. Yeah. Uh, I think in Mission Control one of them says it to another guy. He's like, You're a steely eyed
1: missile man, so it's I haven't seen kind Apollo thirteen in forever. Oh, it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. I always thought that um I know this is kind of well, we, have, we, Grand Rapids has our own, our own astronaut, Roger B. Chaffee, mm-hmm. right? And um, I always thought that Colin O'Donohue would play a really great Roger B. Yeah, Chaffee because they kind of look us. alike.
0: They should, I don't, they put that, they, but he was in the movie First Man, which I think I talked about how much I hated it. Oh, Colin it.
1: O'Donohue was? No,
0: the Roger B. Chaffee oh, and then like okay, how, okay. how they died and everything mm-hmm. was in the movie First Man, but that would be a really sad movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like what it was like his first mission and then the it exploded or something. It was like really There was a
0: fire and it like it was it wasn't they didn't even launch. It was oh, like a yeah, test. Oh yeah, that's right. and they were in like the crew compartment and there was a fire and there Did was they too all much die? oxygen and they yeah they all the three of them yeah. yeah i really really love the score of this movie i think it's so beautiful and the visuals of this movie are so beautiful and i think that i read somewhere that they filmed in the middle east like in jordan somewhere because the Uh, like the ground in the sand is more reddish there Mm -hmm. but they did such a good job with like the sky and the rocks and it looks martian or what you would imagine mars would look like and in the music and i like how it's like a mixture of like modern music disco and rock and also the score and i just think it's so pretty and it's, it's good really evocative and and just the as movie i said itself, ridley scott knows yeah, how to make a damn it's a good movie yeah it's really he, a work of
1: art he is like he's truly an artist i mean honestly like and i i have seen alien so many times and that still is a movie where every time i watch it i'm like damn this movie is damn good like and sigourney weaver is amazing i just like i can't get enough i love it i love her so much <laughs> especially as ellen ripley she's just the best i get like all like ooh. um did i ever show you that picture that i took where i'm pretending to be her when i had that really short hair i'm not sure i was like <laughs> i was like like i had a look on my you can just cut this out but i had a look on my face like i was like <gasps> and i had a um a uh, a blow dryer <laughs> <laughs> to I don't look remember. Like a gun. I don't remember. I don't know. If I, I don't think I still have it cuz I think it was on my old phone. But yeah, I was uh it was like when I had that really really short hair and I started dyeing my hair blonde, but it wasn't quite like there yet. So, yeah. Oh wow. That's funny <laughs> cuz I was like I think it I remind myself of uh, uh, Ripley from Alien. But um it was fun. Okay. So, let's talk about the um Okay, so like the space probe that they were gonna send out uh, to to Mars, and and then it didn't end up working, right? And then at the same time, like another tragedy happened where the what was it the Hab or whatever? Which every time they said the Hab, I was like Habsburg, um, <laughs> the Habsburg. Um, <laughs> so it uh, it like the airlock blows out, and so, like, all of his plants die. And I was like, that is, like, this guy is surviving by the skin of his teeth. You know, he is, like, he knows that if something goes wrong, that could be it. That could be the end. And then, like, so he worked so hard to make all these potato plants so he could survive, which is still just, ugh, I can't even imagine eating potatoes for... I mean, I like potatoes as much as the next person, but mm -mm, no, I told you, I got three. I got three (laughs) things and that that is it. I am done. I'd be like on Mars and I'd be like, um, I'll just die. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but you get it. Um, So, um, I, I just, I mean, that was just, that was just devastating, you know? So he's like, thinks that he has and he's like not even getting any of this information in in real time and then he has to set up that that which i thought was super fucking clever the like alphabet that had um each each like letter was like a series of letters or whatever i thought that that like was super decimals i think yeah, he said yeah it was like super fucking clever yeah and i was and I like I kept thinking like this. Is, well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I would never go into space. I'm just I'm gonna just put that out there. That's not a thing I want to do. Okay, if I had a choice, and I've always i asked people this before, would you? If and I'm asking you now, if you had a chance to go in deep space or deep sea, which one would you choose? Probably deep space. See, everyone chooses that. I say deep sea because I really like the ocean and i think that it's fascinating and i want to see all those creepy deep sea creatures and i don't want to be in space for years and years i want to just go down for 20 minutes and we're we're not 20 minutes but you know an hour and we're done and that's it and I'm satisfied. I got to see the Titanic, hopefully. This is what will happen in my imagination. I want to see the Titanic Very specific point. It's and not I want to see point in the ocean. a vampire squid. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah, that's cool. And a Dumbo squid because they're really cute. Have you ever looked it up? You should. they're adorable. I'm not kidding. They're okay. really Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll look them up when we're done here. Okay. I did want to talk about so I think it's it is really cool. So he puts his head you know he he sort of puts his thinking cap on and he brings in dirt from mars and he uses manure from there, like dispose where like their poop went and he mm-hmm. and he creates that he terraforms and he inside his hab he makes he plants potatoes which apparently the mission i like the detail that so he pulls out these potatoes and it says like do not eat until thanksgiving so mm-hmm. apparently the mission was going to be there over thanksgiving which is kind of a neat detail I thought and so too. um and he plants the potatoes and he makes more food and when he finally like gets in contact with nasa they're like okay so he has food for i think he, they said like he has food for like 916 days mm-hmm. and but our if supply goes wrong yeah but our supply run isn't gonna get there until like day 864 so the window for air is like very small oh and then like God. right after that his hab blows up so yeah like the mars atmosphere comes into the hab and destroys his plants that are b- growing. Like, the ones that he's already grown, he still has, but the ones that are growing are dead. And then they they need to cut down on time so they don't do inspections for yeah. the supply rocket, and that, like, blows up, because something... something They use like, a liquid protein, or some protein that they used, because cutting corners, like, turned into liquid and caused instability or whatever. So, like, all Either these way, things are going wrong. Big and mess. I, I like that aspect of it, because he's never ever safe even when things were going really well on mars he was always on mars, you oh, know, like, yeah. mars oh yeah mars is not ha- habitable like like on earth you know if you're lost in the wilderness like earth is designed to like keep you alive in a minimum right. way like we have right. oxygen so you know like the air yeah. won't kill you right essentially i mean you know we, without getting into
1: semantics or like deeper like right you can you survive know the on person earth. That, or the thing that's going to kill you is either a bear with a floppy lip <laughs> or Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. So as long as those two things aren't by you. I feel you, like that was a Earth. really poorly done joke after <laughs> no, the whole rust thing, but I also stand by it because oh, I was making well, a reference to edge. Edge. <laughs> the edge. The yes. edge.
0: Anyway, so Earth, you know, but no matter what happens, he's on Mars. So any tiny little thing like he said at the beginning he's like the hab could have a breach and then i'll explode or this will happen or you know what i mean so and it wasn't designed so, to
1: last yeah long, he said it was designed so. to
0: last like 31 days right he has enough water like and there was like a redundancy in the food so they had like six people for 30 days but they did a redundancy so that there was enough food for six people for 60 days which, he which is a good idea because
1: yeah, well, you, yeah you, never you don't know, know you're be yeah. stranded and it um, stresses me out so much. Like So,
0: even when things were going well, like, he still wasn't safe. And, like, right. any any moment, like, something awful could happen. And, and so then something awful did... Two awful things did happen. And I like... I think Matt Damon does a really good job acting hopeless and then rallying. Yeah. Like, I just... I really like... So, he's in... He's in the, like, the little rover and he's talking to them and he's like, how was the launch? And then you know he finds out that the launch didn't go well and he just sort of you can tell he just he loses all hope for a little bit but then he rallies and he puts the plastic over the door of the hab so he can go back in there and i really like that moment so he's he's in the hab and he's trying to count what potatoes he does have left, trying to regroup after this tragedy has happened, but the air, like, the wind is just, like, blowing the tarp that he put over the door, and I think that that's just, like, an, a constant auditory reminder that he's, in, like, a millimeter away from yeah. death at any moment, and he, like, he's trying to count, and he's trying to ignore, it and he just sort of tries to talk over the, the noise, and then he's just like, okay, and he, like, try. and he's just, like, trying to gather himself, and I... I mean, like, I get stressed out if, like, when I come over to your house and you have three fans running, I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna go insane. So I can't imagine being on Mars and hearing that constant
1: noise. Like, that oh, just I, would, I wouldn't either. Yeah, either and um, <laughs> it's so funny how different you and I are because I need that background noise. <laughs> like, the sci- like, it's really quiet in my apartment apartment now, but I usually have at least one fan running. But, um when i don't that I silence like, like, <laughs> like see for you it's the opposite you don't like the noise i don't like the silence the silence like drives me nuts <laughs> the thing is like and i mean
0: this in such an endearing way so please don't be offended but like i'll come over Not to your offended. house and i'll say something like i'll be like can do you mind turning off a couple fans and you'll be like okay sure or like let's say we're recording this is a better example so i'll be like this is like i'll be like oh we have to turn off that fan so you'll turn off that fan and then i'll be like oh i hear another one so you'll turn off that fan and then we'll be sitting here and i'll be like i hear another fan and it's like she pulls a little pocket fan out, and she's like oh it's just my pocket fan <laughs> like you have fans <laughs> like, just everywhere i've never known somebody with that many fans Like what? This I love. This is just this is my pocket (laughs) fan.
1: You're gonna you're gonna hate this when I tell you this. So at night I'll turn on my AC really low, you know, because Uh I like to sleep in the cold. And um, but it will turn off every you know intermittently is like when it gets cold enough. So I turn on the oven. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And I have that one going and that one going. So it's like a wind tunnel. I love it. i can't hear anything outside it's wonderful it's like i just i I, because if because if the ac turns off then it starts bugging me that there's not noise Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) yeah i know we're totally we are totally different but i love how i love my fans what can i say
0: i love that moment when he's just like at his at the end of his rope and and you know that things are just like hitting ahead like either he has to Find a way to get through this, and they have to rescue him, or he's literally he's gonna die there. Yeah. Like, and it's always true that he
1: could die there, but
0: it's it's like even more apparent as the time well, goes by. Yeah, well,
1: because you know, yeah. I mean, at first it's like, okay, so I have time, I'll be okay for now but then yeah you're right as time goes on it's like okay now it's starting to get time like w- things are gonna end soon and i'm not gonna be able to live yeah without um, I don't food have and food. water yeah you know? and and i mean you could survive three weeks without food but you cannot survive three weeks without water you can survive about three days and then you know it's it's like i can't survive like three hours without water so i don't know how people <laughs> do it i i love my water um i actually drank water while we were recording if you didn't notice Yes, I did know water is it's truly the the gift of life. I don't know.
0: I feel like we're in a Fiji water commercial right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fiji. Um I really like when he's when he's this is before the tragedy, when all of his crops are lost, when he's um talking to his video camera and he's like, We finally I finally got a way to talk fast. With now, because you were mentioning that he found like the old Pathfinder, like the Mm -hmm. rover, and used that to like with the camera. Oh, oh, there's a little detail that I don't want to forget. So early on when he's there, you see him watching Happy Days on a laptop. So you can pretty much assume that there's not much for like, right, he went through like the other crew's personal effects and and he's watching happy days because somebody probably had it on their <laughs> laptop and then um kristen Wigg, who plays like a nasa like i don't know marketing person or public relations yeah, I'm not, I'm person not sure, yeah she's like they want a picture of you know we want a picture of him for like the next article or whatever that's about him and he does like the the fancy things and i love that detail because he's obviously been watching happy days right you know he's stuck on mars there's not much to watch so he does like the fonzie <laughs> thumbs up and she goes what is this i can't use this he's the fonz now and they're like laughing and sean bean is kind of like laughing because he's like oh the rascal <laughs> but um
1: so that little rascal he
0: says now fast forwarding he's talking to his video diary and he's like yeah so i finally found a fast way in the rover they nasa helped me like reword some code so now we can have basically like almost like AOL instant messenger oh, yeah, messages yeah, great, i think they yeah. said later in the movie that it's like takes like 12 minutes yeah for the, but but yeah. that's still like way faster than oh, like yeah, the kidding? hexadecimal thing that he does but anyway the almost
1: like so it's like a nasa version of like a ouija board yeah, yeah essentially so gotta, he said i'm sorry i gotta stand up. you can keep talking so he said uh
0: he was like the coolest thing is that my old alma mater the University of Chicago said that the first person to grow crops somewhere is, uh... Dif- like, it's considered colonizing. So, I've colonized Mars.
1: <laughs> yes, he and, has, and, yeah. then,
0: and then when he's talking about the photo that they need, he's like... <laughs> So they want a photo, so I'm trying to decide if I should go with senior yearbook, and he's like leaning, and he goes, or coquettish ingenue, and he's like looking over I his know, I shoulder. Love it.
1: like, I was like, so definitely good. go with the coquettish yeah. ingenue. and then oh he went goodness. with the
0: funds, I don't know, but it's so, like, his performance is... So magical and so yeah. charming, and I thought that coquettish
1: ingenue part yeah. was really funny. Just the phrase coquettish ingenue is enough. Like, it's you such know? like a Kim Kardashian like look. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, oh, look at my butt, but also like you can look at my face too. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think it has a a really good amount of like comedy mixed with like drama. You know, because you almost have to in a a movie where it's about a guy who's like literally at like death could happen at any moment you know and i mean i guess the only good thing is that at least he can't get sick from like the flu because there's no germs like that on mars you know Mm -hmm. but he's also just surviving on potatoes so (laughs) like sure yeah but like he's emaciated he looks weak his body looks bruised I mean he he looks terrible you know um so it's but I don't know I think Matt Damon is was a good role for this um I don't know I just I like the movie I enjoy it I think it's fun I like the science of it as well you know I think it's really interesting and they don't it's like what you said that's not like they're talking down to us but they are telling us in a way where the audience does understand because you know I'm if you if you're speaking to me in rocket science terms likely I'm going to be like huh what I don't okay, maybe let's take five steps back and why don't you tell me this like I'm five years old? <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're going to be like, the the ship goes zoom and then it goes zoom this way. And I'm like, great, I understood that. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it's also not, you know, they're not like, oh, the audience is stupid. And so we have to, you know. Um, yeah, it doesn't pander. It's, I no. really like that about it. It's very smart. It's a very classy movie.
0: It's very smart. It's very... Uh, sleek yeah um i really like it's beautiful I really like the ships that they created and that's something that i i've talked about this multiple times but something i really like about space movies is that we haven't really achieved maximum space travel so it's still all up for grabs like whatever your Big imagination team. can cook up cook up you can do and i i really really like this movie because it's very unique in that mm-hmm. they were not in cryo sleep they were awake nope. for the whole trip and i thought that that was super cool and i remember that struck me like the first time i saw it i was like this is awesome i don't know if i've seen a long like a, a long range space space mission in a movie where they were just awake for it and i thought right. that, that was really cool and i really like the ship the, the hermes and i really like the hab and i like that there's a reason why they have to leave because the MAV is like, it's like they're, it's, like they're, um, it's a vehicle that's going to take them off of Mars when their mission is yeah, done and, 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 it's, and it's, it's standing, standing upright. Yeah. And there's like a windstorm or like, I guess you could call it maybe like a Mars hurricane. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well you know they've upgraded the storm warning and the mav can only withstand this amount of wind and so it's starting to tilt so they have to do an emergency evacuation and er, and early on matt damon's like i think we should wait out the storm and jessica chastain who plays the commander and she's i think she's an awesome commander i love the respect that they all have i love that the respect the crew has for each other i love how they joke with each other but i love how she's she's large and in charge and she is calm and cool and collected. And, um, but then she's like... And I like that she's not unemotional either. Exactly. She's like... They're human.
1: She, she, well, and she's, you know, I mean, she's mourning over the loss of her coworker and her friend, you Mm -hmm. know? And somebody who's under her charge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could understand that that would negatively affect anyone if you have, you know, that ability to feel. I mean, I'm sure that there's people that do not have that. Uh, But I like that she wasn't like... Um, I think that that we and we've talked about this before that Hollywood kind of has this habit where they make these women like her but they make them into these like kind of just like these femme bot like like they're just these unfeeling like just larger than life women and they're so unrealistic and it's it's like. It's normal for someone to mourn and to cry over the loss of someone, especially like such a tragedy like that, you know, and um, and it wasn't really something that was preventable either. But you know, I'm sure that she feels guilt over it because it's still there was someone under her command, even though it's not her fault. It was not her fault at all. It was like something that again couldn't have been prevented. It was debris, Um, but I just I like that they they wrote her as a as a person.
0: You know, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I really, I really liked her character. And, um, but I thought it was weird that at the end of the movie, he has to make his way to the other Mav because they have like a series of these, a- they call, like the missions are called Ares. Mm-hmm. So they have a series of Ares missions. And I think their mission is like Ares three. And so they're like, you have to go to the Ares four site because then you can find that, you can get in that map, and I was like, so they land these MAVs there and just bank on no hurricanes knocking them over before the mission? <laughs> I don't... Yeah. But, I, you that's... Uh, I you know, know. I was like, that seems risky, but, you know, but I do like that that's... I mean, you do have to suspend disbelief yeah, sure, a little bit. Sure, I mean, they're, bit, on but met, they're on Mars, you know, right, so it's right. not... I mean, it doesn't ruin the movie. It's fine. Uh, right. But I just think it's interesting that I'm like, well, well, that's lucky that there was no, like, gale force winds there,
1: but, um... <laughs> So it's like when uh it's like when we watch a movie and someone's in it's like the middle of winter and they're wearing clothes that are like totally inappropriate for walking outside in winter and i'm like have you ever been seen snow <laughs> do you know what snow is like it's you can't wear that you'll die uh anyway that's neither here nor there but you get what i'm saying the frustration behind that is like i've lived in michigan my whole life just talk to someone who lives in a cold place i know what it's like just talk to someone who's been to mars like yeah just <laughs> exactly what wait they're out there they're called the martians i don't know why you're waiting they, <laughs> they live in the big stone face of mars no that's a reference to futurama but um there's a there's like a martian race on there and on mars and they anyway it's whatever <laughs>
0: i like uh just talking about commander lewis again Jessica chastain's character um something that really like i feel emotional when it happens is that so when they're when they're making like the rendezvous and he's up like flying towards her and she's tethered to the hermes and she says the way she says the line i got him is so oh, yeah. well done. Like, you can tell that she's she's sort of, like, her voice is sort of quivering, and she's emotional, and she's also, like, almost can't believe that it worked. Yeah, And I, I think, like, tremendous acting on her part. It's, it's just one of my favorite lines in the whole movie.
1: Well, and it's such a simple line, and it's delivered with such emotion, too, that mm-hmm. it's, like, you... And the whole crew is so excited, and so it's... It, I mean that part. I'm getting goosebumps. Like that. You're right. That's a great part because they are they are heading towards each other, but he's like spinning out of control, and so it, he basically get, grabs a tether, and that's how they're able to you know connect. Which like. The fact that that is is what is the small thing that was holding them together is like really terrifying because he could have just kept going, yeah, and then he would have died in space. He would
0: have floated out to space yeah. until his oxygen ran out, which yeah. would be terrifying. Well, he cut a hole in his suit, so I guess it would have been even than that. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, it was it was just really good and like a breathless moment and another one of my favorite parts of the movie is he has a monologue right before that when he's making the long journey from his hab to the aries for site mm-hmm. and he's talking about being the only person on the planet and i really love the monologue like it i i love it he's like yeah every time i step out of the rover i'm the first person to step here i'm the only person that knows what it's like to be totally alone on a whole planet and it's just such a good monologue it's very poetic but it's believably poetic it doesn't seem like it, it's a it's beautiful poignant. poignant is a good word yeah it, it's beautiful and poignant but it doesn't see it still seems like his character and i think that that's amazing and he sends a message to the commander and he's like i want you if something goes wrong and this goes south i want you to tell my parents that I love what I do. And I thought that that was so beautiful. And I also really loved that they did not bog the story down with any family drama. We never saw his parents. We never saw anybody that cared about him on Earth. I mean, like, well, because NASA. (laughs) right? And And that's perfect for me. Like, I don't want to see the ten thousandth scene of like a mother drinking coffee and dropping a cup when like the military comes with a flag in their hands to their door you know like i don't want to see that and they just the movie was just like a rocket ship it just went from like one thing to another and it didn't bog it down because all the emotion that we needed was with matt damon with the crew with the people at nasa everything and i really loved how intimate the story was because we didn't need more characters you know and and we're almost like mark Watney's family i guess in this instance because we don't see his family so i think that makes us even maybe more invested in the movie which i really like and i think it's a really smart creative choice and also you're
1: you're so right though about the like coffee dropping when they're like (laughs) oh my son is dead (laughs) No. Yeah. <laughs> like, Martha, what's wrong?
0: <laughs> Save Martha. <laughs> Nothing. And you know that scene? So there's a scene where, so they they decided, like, against Sean Bean's advice, they decided not to tell the crew because, and I think that that, like, I agree with you that they should have told them I, right away. Yeah, but I don't know why they didn't at do the that. At the same time, it's like they're still in danger because they still have months and months to come home. Mm-hmm. So I can sort of see why they didn't tell them. Uh, but uh, so when Matt Damon finally when Mark Watney finally talks to NASA like really talks he's like so what would the crew say when you told them that I was alive and they're like we haven't told them yet and he's like what the fuck but you just see his like it's like lip reading, and I think that's really creative. Yeah, and then and then they say they have <laughs> they the be audacity. So mad.
1: Like I'd be mad too. I'd they have like- the audacity to
0: say like, Mark, watch your mouth. The world is watching this transmission, and so Mark was like, Oh, are they? So we don't know what he types. But then this scene really grinds my gears because then you see Jeff Daniels, who's like the head of NASA, mm-hmm. Teddy, talking, and he's on the phone. He's like, You know, he's under a lot of pressure, Mister President. And I was like, That's a shitty president if he is angry that an astronaut stranded on mars may have said a swear word <laughs> yeah, like, like
1: let's look at the bigger picture this, here like, the word fuck isn't the problem who's, who's the president in this
0: movie because he probably shouldn't have that job because i like if you're not uh, giving this
1: guy like ten thousand miles of leeway then you're not
0: you know yeah, it's really like, weird could, I mean,
1: could you imagine like like can you imagine the conversation like i can't believe he said the word fuck on <laughs> national television i'd be like sir Let's think about what's really happening here and maybe realize that the word fuck is the smallest of all (laughs) of our problems. So shut up. (laughs) Be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I said it. That's right. Bye. You know, I'd be like, I have really important shit to do. So bye. You know, like, I, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I. I like, who gi- who gives a fuck?
0: It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's like, like, I think it, it maybe is supposed to illustrate just that, like, no matter what happens, there's like decorum at all costs, because everyone I know. is involved in, like, a dog and pony show, like, trying to you make know. everything. But I really like Jeff Daniels, like, Jeff Daniels is fighting like two battles and Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really interesting story because he's fighting on one side, he wants Mark Watney to come home safely. But on the other, and he says this in the movie, he's like, every time something happens, people forget why we fly and I'm trying to keep us in the air. And that's totally true because when things happen, people are like, "Well, we shouldn't just be throwing money. Who cares about space? You should worry about this planet, you know? And, like, so exploration and discovery is almost like art programs in school, you know? Like, mm-hmm. who cares about exploration and discovery if it, if something happens that people are upset by or if something tragic happens, you know? It's like, well, why don't we cut that funding? Because we can use that
1: money for something else. And right. so Jeff Daniels is yeah, like... Yeah, let's put more funding into basketball, which is more <laughs> important than art and exploration. He's, Whatever. I just have a little bitter about that because that's, like, something that's always bugged me, where I'm like so art's not important but people playing with a ball is like what where's our priority here like what you think art's not important it's all about glory (laughs) um (laughs) just so listen it's just one of my things (laughs) it's one of my pet peeves it's one of my triggers apparently and i'm like "Mm, it makes me really angry (laughs) i'm fine so yeah so he's fighting
0: like a PR battle on one hand and a you know like a just like a battle on the other and he says to sean bean and one of them he's like this is bigger than one person and sean bean was like no it's not and i thought that that was a really poignant moment as well and i really like that because it's like and i just think it's i just really i really like it i like i really like sean bean's character and how he's you know he's, he's so the crew calm. commander he's like the, the person in charge of like the mission so he's trying to like he's trying to make sure that he stays in in the forefront and he's like thinking about the crew's well-being and thinking about mark's well-being while they're fighting this pr battle he's like he doesn't have allegiance to pr he has allegiance to the crew and i Mm -hmm. think that's an interesting juxtaposition and a battle between the two characters and like the uh like just the politics of how nasa works and i think that's really interesting and um i want to talk about the crew a little bit Because I really like when they're all sitting around the table and they get Rich Purnell's secret instructions about the slingshot. And Jessica Chastain is like, we have to all agree or we're not going to do it. Um, Also, me and Martinez. And Martinez is played by um, somebody I really like. What's his name? Michael
1: Pena? Michael Pena. I like Michael Pena. Yeah, I like him
0: too she's like me and you are in the military so when we get back we could get court-martialed. The rest of you will I'm never. I like how he goes
1: oh I didn't even think yeah. of that.
0: <laughs> and She's like the rest of you you'll never ever get an opportunity to fly in space and like Sebastian Stan and I don't know the other
1: actor's name. Yeah He's I didn't the know the German either. man Askel Henny I've never seen him in anything. I don't it, think I have. Like he both looked like, kind of familiar but not enough where I was like oh I recognize him and then I didn't even look him up you know. Yeah they both are like, I don't need
0: to go to space again. This will be like 900 days in space. That's enough for one person. <laughs> and then yeah, I'd be like, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> and then Kate Mara is is like, yeah, I can hack the system, and we can because she's Johansson. like, Mission Control can uh override us, but I can hack them. And 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 they just all cheer when they decide to go rescue Mark. And I really like that. And I want to talk about something briefly because it's something it's an aspect of the movie that I actually like, and I don't know if you like it. Um, okay, but. So the, right before they decide to, right before they're like going to do the slingshot maneuver and go back, you see them talking to their families. Like Commander Lewis, Jessica Chastain's character is like talking to her husband, and he shows her like an ABBA record, and I think it's really sweet because we know already that she loves disco. And then we see the the. Yeah, I man. love that he's
1: like, oh, I found it. It's like a once in a, or he said it was like a one in a million or something like that. And she got really excited over, it and I was like, that's so yeah, cute. Yeah, like in
0: perfect condition, not yeah. a scratch. <laughs> It, which I guess like he was uh, so excited. Seymour to show her probably her too. would have been excited about that record, right? Perfect condition, <laughs> yeah, not a scratch. Yeah, yes, yes, he would. I have, don't yeah. buy cracked records. <laughs> uh, so then Vogel, that's the German man played mm-hmm. by Henny. Vogel is talking to his family, and he has like five children. It looks like, and he's oh my god, there's so many kids. And Martinez, Michael Pena, is talking to his wife and child, and his wife is like what did you you're doing more space you know but i, I guess can she's understand. okay I, I mean know, I, can I would be the same totally way. I, yeah, why
1: she's frustrated I you know be like
0: are you telling me i'm not gonna see you for another 500 900 days whatever and he's I know. like he would do the same for me and i thought that was really sweet yeah and then i
1: like it because
0: you don't see johansson or johansson johansson and beck who played by sebastian stan like they see each other like she sees him guiding in the um like the supplies Mm -hmm. and you never see them talking to their family and i i didn't think you know you don't think anything of it but then later in the movie you find out that they have like a little bit of a romance but i think it's really i really like it because it's not we don't see any other like she gives him a kiss before they like set the bomb on like his helmet yeah i love that
1: part she goes don't tell anyone i did that (laughs)
0: like it's weird it's like part of me is like he couldn't have done it like off to the side but anyway she's like don't tell anyone I did that. And then later you see that they had a baby together. And I think that that's, I really like that because it's subtle and they're coworkers who were confined together for X amount of time. And it makes sense. And you it's know? Not, I mean, it's not like, oh, here's a romantic story that we're going to show you. It's just like, here are two people who
1: found now, love,
0: now are together. Yeah. And I really like that. They found like love that. in a
1: hopeless place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that's right. <laughs> Rihanna wrote a
1: song about it. Actually, I always really like that song. Whenever I this is kind of uh, whenever I picture it I always picture like a post-apocalyptic like end of the world scenario and these two people are just like I don't know holding hands as the world crumbles around them that's yeah. what I always picture as a music video I don't know I've never actually seen the music video but I don't want to because so it, I have a perfect music video in my mind <laughs> yeah you don't need it so exactly. it didn't bother you that they like Um, I think the first time I saw it it did bother me but it not this time yeah I just think it's like it would bother me if we saw it any more romance between yeah, them? yeah if it was like if it was a subplot that like had too much yep too much like oh they're cute together i would have been like this isn't about it's that it's not about that yeah, this it's is just yeah but having it be like oh and they ended up together mm-hmm. it's like oh okay that's cute you I know think it's sweet and then at the end you see that martinez gets
0: to go to space again so they obviously didn't pun- like penalize him and mm-hmm. and uh commander lewis and beck and the other two are smart enough not to go into space
1: again. But yeah, I would have. Um, I would have been like, "I'm good, thank yeah. you." I lived in space for like four years. Yeah. Believe me, that was enough.
0: <laughs> I do want to talk about one other moment that I really like, and so it's when they're telling, uh, they're telling, Mark that he's going to have to pretty much take the Mav almost all apart to make it lighter so he can, like... Mute. I know. And the tarp on top, I was like, oh, no. He's like, they're <laughs> sending me into space in what's essentially a convertible. But... So there's this moment where <laughs> she would Chiwetel Ejiofor is talking to Mackenzie Davis, who plays Mindy Park, and he plays Vincent Kapoor. Mm-hmm. And he's like... And so you just see on the screen where Marcus said, are you fucking kidding me? And, and uh, Kapoor's like... You think he means like, Are you fucking kidding me? Or does he mean, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I know, I like and that like <laughs> I He's like, I need to know the information yeah. <laughs> though and, and Mindy's like, I think it's the first
1: one. He goes but it could be are you fucking kidding me she goes yeah maybe it's i know i like that too she's like dude i don't know like i don't i'm just guessing she's like i know as much as you know yeah because how are you supposed to know the information well i think she i mean i think he was upset because they're telling
0: him like so i think she's saying no he's not excited about it he's (laughs) he's upset about it
1: like he's not like oh great i get to go into space in a convertible (laughs) yay (laughs) like i I, like he's like so i'm going from a place that's already inhospitable to a place that's even more inhospitable and i have less protection cool (laughs) (laughs) great are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah um that i know and and the like there's almost no reason for the tarp to be there because as soon as it goes off, it's like, floop, and it, it flies yeah, away, you know? Yeah, it away. Yeah. Um, but I, I did like that he, like, passed out and everything because I always thought I like, if he had... Been awake that whole time would have been like, okay, you know, they just said like you might pass out, like, yeah, and and they said like, don't fight it, just Mm -hmm. let it happen, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because you, if you're going a certain amount, you know, a certain speed, you cannot, you can't, you just can't stay conscious for it, you know. Um, I've always like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that works, and I've always been kind of curious about that, like, how why like why do you pass out when you go a certain speed you know what i mean yeah i don't know That's i don't a good like question. i don't know the scientific maybe it's to do with like the pressure I oh don't know. maybe I'm yeah i'm not sure
0: but it's anyway. a good question
1: yeah but so they sent him to space in a convertible which was really scary and he looked like he was going to throw up in his suit yeah. like he was i mean i well i mean how can you like not you know like you're so you are like this. Is it? This is it. If I do not survive this, I'm dead. Like yeah. without a doubt. Like I will not survive this. Well, I've and I mean, oh, just the, the. It's just so scary. I love you know?
0: when he. I love the moment right before launch, and he starts crying. Because I, yeah, he's. I think that very thing is going through his head. He's like terrified, this, yeah. I could be saved or I could be dead. Yep, and and she's in. I just it's a really beautifully acted moment and she says like uh wait lewis yeah lewis says to him like are you ready and he has to sort of like calm down for a second before he can answer because he's sort of like so emotional and he's like ready and it's just like everyone cheers and then when he comes back to consciousness and he's like, want to hear it? And they're like, good to hear your voice. And he's like, it's good to hear your voice, too. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, he, hasn't I know. Heard, he hasn't heard another human voice in oh over a God, year. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. You're right,
1: yeah. That's... Ugh, that gives me... I, I seriously think about the psychological impact of that kind of situation. And I also wonder... So... In just, This is just my own bare experience of being alone for, like, five minutes uh, during the pandemic, or it's still going on, but you know what I mean. Um, when we were in quarantine, and there was, like, a lot of time where you're alone, and I, like, couldn't stand it for, like, a week, let alone a year and a half being alone. And I could talk to people on the phone. I could video chat with people. Like, and, I mean, it, but it, it, it's just... It, It's just, (laughs) there's just so many studies on people living in solitary confinement and how badly it affects you that I'm wondering, oh, this is what my my point was, was that I kind of went from being an extrovert to an introvert, and I really started to realize, like, I'm actually a lot more introverted than I initially thought I was. Maybe I've always been that way, or I kind of was, like, in the middle, but then I really, like, really was, like, I'm not in the middle anymore. I am an introvert, for sure. Um which, uh, which I always (laughs) get annoyed when people confuse introverted with shy. I am not a shy person. I'm just an introverted person. I'm a very outgoing person. I just also really like my alone time, you know, and then I think there's a difference that like, just because I like my alone time does not mean that I'm shy because of people like people who meet me do not think I'm an introvert. They're like, you're crazy. No, you're not. And I'm like, it's, It's not a personality thing. Like, you know, like, anyway, whatever. Um, So, I'm wondering, do you think, I guess my question to you is, do you think that may have affected his extroversion versus introversion? I assume so.
0: I mean, I would think that if you go through a situation like that and you don't, like, totally rearrange how you take in people and treat people and take in the world and take in your circumstances when you get back to safety then what was it all for you know yeah that's true like um, they don't explore that the movie ends pretty quick after he gets home which I think is good but Mm -hmm. I I don't know like how can you how can you keep taking things for granted I mean sure everybody takes something for granted and you probably even still would even after a situation like that but they never address anything about, like, what he thinks of people or if he likes being alone or if he doesn't like being alone. <clears throat> but I would think that after a situation like that, you'd probably, you know, like, you'd want to be around people. Yeah, I like, think so, too. I, I just, I don't know, like, I, I would think that you would want to be around the people that you care about more than anything because you know how quickly things can change firsthand and he probably also never ate a potato again i
1: was wondering that they <laughs> never addressed that but i was wondering that as well like but. he might be like could you imagine if someone's like hey do you want some of my fries and he's like oh no i'm sorry i just gagged i'm so sorry i i can't i can't i can't treat potatoes are my trigger <laughs> i mean um Because I probably would be like, if I ever fucking see a potato again, (laughs) it would be too soon, you know? Like, get those mashed potatoes away from me! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, I I assume that that is probably pretty close to the truth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I would not want to... But I was also thinking, like, you see him drinking coffee, and I was like, the best coffee he has ever (laughs) had, you know? Uh, It's... I can just imagine, like, and I I was thinking about that, like, coming home. Well, first of all, so your stomach's all fucked up anyway, because you've been essentially kind of starving yourself and being on a, you know, a a diet of potatoes. And um, I was thinking, like, how, just how good it would be to just sit down and be like, broccoli. Yeah. my God. Yeah. I love broccoli. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or being like... Anything. Being like just, like, you don't even need any spice on it or anything, because you're like, it's not potatoes. I'm so happy. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I would just imagine that any meal that he had would be like, oh, man, this is so good! You know? I bet. I assume <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's just mac and cheese, Mark, what's yeah. up? And he's like, you don't understand, it's beautiful. I like, it. <laughs> I like that they
0: didn't show that, because I think that would have gone really campy. I think so, too. But
1: I like thinking about yeah. it because mm-hmm. i think it's like i do like yeah You yeah. leave it to the imagination which is more right fun. Yeah. yeah i, I think mm-hmm. it's um to me it's like exciting because he's been so long on this on this diet it's like it's like uh going home to your parents and like eating a home cooked meal after not eating a home cooked meal because you're like in college or something and you're like a home cooked meal how novel <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's yeah. just great it's like and uh yeah yeah so um i'm guessing that you would recommend this movie. i
0: would recommend it 100 percent. i think you should as soon as this episode ends whoever's listening should just watch it me too just watch it y- yeah you would recommend it
1: i would yeah i would recommend it i think it's i <laughs> again ridley scott you really cannot go wrong with his movies he's a fantastic fantastic director uh the casting is great um And like, there's only one person on the cast that I don't really like, and it was not a deal-breaker. It was Kate Mara. I'm just not a big fan of her. But again, not a deal-breaker at all in any way, shape, or form. Um, And that's just my own personal thing, so it's like not whatever. And I think she does a great job. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would recommend it. I think it's good. And I'm curious as to what the... I don't think I'd read the book, but I am curious as to how the book does the science part of it. Oh, I was gonna say,
0: Mike Mike heard... (laughs) I think on a podcast he listens to, not about movies. It's just, they were talking about The Martian. This was a while ago. And they said that it was like one of the most faithful movie reps, like. Oh, really? Movie adaptations of a book because they did a really good job deciding like what to leave out and what to add. And uh, so that's That's what I've heard about the book. Yeah. Um, I've
1: I've seen, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of one of the. I thought. I've seen a couple of pretty decent movie or um, book to film adaptations, but they are so, they're so few and far between, you know, it's like either they just kind of, (laughs) it's either like the lovely bones where they miss the entire point of the book and you're kind of like, did you even read the back cover? <laughs> or did you just go, oh, this is good. I'm just going to have someone tell me the story. Peter Jackson. I'm not bitter about it or anything. I loved the book and I hated the movie. I am bitter about it. I'm angry. Okay. <laughs> um, or, you know, it's, 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 you know, someone actually takes the time to sit down and read the book and go, "Oh, hey, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to include. And they make it into an excellent film. So I think it's, I don't know, you know i've i think it's it, that's great to hear though that's great because having a having a movie that's a great book adaptation is again it's just so rare and it's like refreshing when it is a really good adaptation yeah that's what i say mm-hmm. so um you can follow on watches or er. <laughs> I mean you can. You can follow us on Watches Some Movies on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And we also have an email address that's watchesmovies at gmail And if you have any recommendations that you'd like to get that you would like for us to do, you can either do one of two things. You can leave a five-star review on iTunes and write the name of the movie that you want us to review, or you can send us an email again at watchesmovies at gmail.com and follow us, subscribe, and thank you so much to Mike for our Theme Music. Yes, you can find him on Twitter at the Show42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.